With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, quick strategic thinking is crucial. And with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles, we win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. And through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at Marines.com. Welcome to another edition of the Gold Nose Podcast. I'm your host, Gregory McCoy. This podcast is by a fan for fans. I am not a journalist. I am not a reporter. I am not a insider. I do not work for a website. The majority of my content comes from me and my opinion. Other information comes from the Internet. Uh, man, this program has come such a long way. You know, it's been it's been a hell of a ride the last six, seven years, man. And just to be in a place where we are back in the conversation for some of the top guys in the country, you know, that in of itself is mind blowing. Um, to be, you know, a fringe national championship contender um, is 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 great to have those conversations again. But I think it's pretty much all for naught if we don't beat Clemson and win the ACC, um, and just beat all our rivals. Um, I think a lot of the fans are putting the cart before the horse. Um, you know they've added the they've added some tremendous weapons on offense, Bell, Coleman, um, you know offensive line guys. I don't have all the names right now, but um, I mean it's gonna be crazy. The LSU game is gonna be crazy. Um, Mike Norvell improved throughout the season as a play caller. Um. He really let Jordan Travis, you know, come into his own in terms of the offense. Um, I like the emphasis on the running game. Um, I think Benson, I think Benson can easily get 1,500 yards and, you know, maybe 10, 10 to 15 touchdowns. I think that's definitely within the the cards. I think he's going to be the primary guy. I think he's going to go multiple at running back. I mean, wide receivers. I I mean, I'm not against the Coleman signing, but you've got so many good receivers on this team. I just don't see how you're going to keep them all. I think whoever are your projected starters, I think you could potentially have guys going into the portal. Um you know, and I just hope it's not any of the young guys like Hakeem Williams. Um, so it's it's going to be very interesting to see how the uh, running back touches and the pass catches, how those are divvied up. Um, I, I think, you know, like any other coach, you're just going to go situation by situation and – and do what you need to do to win the game and just let the game dictates dictate who gets the ball but man 
I mean, you know, it just it just feels like 2013. It really does. Um, you know, I'm not comparing this team to the 2013 team, but it's just that feeling that we're on the cusp of something really good. Um, you know, but I, you know, the game that I want more than anything is the Clemson game. Um, I just think we have to get back to dominating them um, because they've created a winning tradition, not not just a season here and season there. They've they've you know, they're what Florida State used to be. And, uh, you know, we got to take that back. And, you know, I've seen the recruiting boards. I've seen some of the guys that are projected to pick Florida State. You never know. I never, since the Travis Hunter situation, I never get my hopes up about any recruit or, you know, transfer portal guy. I just wait for them to sign. I just think that, you know, getting your hopes up and being let down, you know, it's just it's a roller coaster. Um, so, you know, I, I have to say this, you know, and I've said it many times, I wasn't for the Mike Norvell hiring, but, you know, I'm I'm. I'm uh, I'm man enough to say that, hey, they got it right. And, uh, you know, however it's getting done, man, he he's able to go out here and get guys and they're, you know, through NIL and, you know, they're making Florida State a factor. Um, I, I think we I think we take a tremendous jump this season, but. Um, I don't, I don't want to say playoff team. I want to say let's win the ACC, let's beat Clemson, and let's see what happens. But, you know, I, I really hope that um, Mike Norvell can get these guys to lock in for 12 games. Because we, you know, when we went on that skid there, that three-game skid, that was – you know, if we just go two and one there, we're we're, you know, in the conversation. Um, but um, man, it's just it's just a great time for for Florida State right now, and um, I just hope that the staff can keep moving this team forward. I think, you know. Jordan Travis has made the quantum leap that I always was speaking about last season. I think he would probably never say this, but I think the Heisman, I think it's in his I think it's in his grasp. I mean, it just it just baffles the mind that, you know, the first time we actually seen this guy play against Boston College in twenty nineteen. He's come from that guy to what he is today. And, uh, and uh, you know, you got to give Willie Taggart credit on that. Willie Taggart saw his talent, seen something in him. And, uh, 
kudos to him. Um, but it's 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 great to see that Florida State finally wants to play big boy football. Um, with the with the commitment to the um, football only facility, um, with the NIL, so you know, hopefully, you know, things can keep trending. Um, I don't expect us to go undefeated. I think that. I think they're going to be locked in for the LSU game. I think that's going to be a hard-fought game like it was last year. I think Florida State is going to come out on top. Um, I just think that our offensive line and our defensive line, I think I think our lines are better than LSU's at this point. I, I, I really don't follow LSU like that. But, I mean, we dominated them last season, and we've added more talent. So... I just think that, hey, man, I think it's going to be a close game. I think it's going to be like a 24-21 game. And I know we're like three months away, basically three three months and some change away from that game. But it's never too early to talk about Florida State football. Um, so I just hope that... One, we can beat Clemson, win the ACC, and then we can see what happens. So my, as of right now, at the end of May, I'm pretty much predicting, I'm going to say 10 and, 10 and 2, 11 and 1. 10 and 2 would be a definite step forward, I think. I don't see anybody blowing us out. Um, and they, they've changed the schedule so there's no more divisions. And the teams with the best two records, conference records, are going to play for the championship. Um, you know, I, you know, I've heard some stuff about Florida State going to another conference. I've heard about the revenue thing and all of that. I'm just going to be honest with you. I don't care about that stuff. I don't care who we play. The only games that I care about that I want us to play is Miami, Florida, and Clemson. As long as we keep those three teams on the schedule, I don't care about who else they play. Um, you know, I'm not a big fan of the ACC to begin with, but, you know, those are the three games that are must-have every year. You know, we can't move to another conference and not play Florida or Miami and Clemson. We just can't. You can't do that. So the revenue thing, the business side of this, I don't really care about that. You know, I, I want the program to spend money on football. I want them to make money off football just so we can have the games. I want them to be profitable so we can have the games and we can get all the things that we need to compete with other schools, the the football-only facility, the NIL, all that stuff. But, you know, it genuinely comes down to fans. Fans spend their money. Fans make this thing go. And that's the nature of this 
this thing. That's the nature of the business side of college football. So, um, I don't, I don't dive too deep into that stuff, but I, I know it's there. I know what it takes to have a great football program. You got to spend money. You got to spend to win. That's, that's all it is. And, um, you know, floor, I mean, football, college football has always been that way. Um, it's just more in your face in, in this day and age. So, you know, when you're talking about, I just think part of our struggles the last six, seven years has been an unwillingness to do what needed to be done to get where we wanted to be. And I think, you know, whoever's in charge now is willing to do what it takes for Florida State to get back to the top. And, you know, it's it's been uh, it's been a heck of a ride to get back to this point. And I'm not saying we're back like 1993 or 99 or 2013, but um, it feels good to be respected again. <laughs> it feels good to have a a a. a decent average to good offensive line it feels good to be on recruits um you know final college selection list um i wanted to touch on the dion situation a little bit too because um i i can appreciate how mike norvell has handled that situation um dion is a legend at florida state i don't really think Coming at Dion is the way to do it. Uh, I truly respect how he's just kept his head down and continued to recruit. Um, I like the way that he handled the, the the five players that transferred from Florida State to Colorado. Um, he, you know, he's he basically said in a roundabout way that it's great that those guys can get an opportunity to get on the field, and he he hopes that they makes the best of it. Just class. Um, I'm a Dion guy, so I'm not going to be negative about Dion, but, um, you know, you, you can just, you can tell that he's a little bit salty about not getting that job. And I'll just leave it at that. I don't want to go any further. Cause like I said, I'm, I'm a Florida state fan today because of Dion Sanders. Um, I don't think the program would be where it is today without Dion Sanders. I think his time at Florida State brought in a lot of recruits. So, um, you know, I, I think it's basically unavoidable that one day these teams are going to meet either in the regular season or the postseason. I just think that's inevitable. Um, you know, that, that game is going to, you know, just draw <laughs> – tons of views um on tv and wherever streaming whatever i think it's unavoidable that those we're on a collision course for colorado dion's done a tremendous job with his roster kudos to him um and you know i'm pulling for him he's a florida former florida state guy and i'm pulling for him but I'm still a diehard Florida State fan. So whenever we um 
And like I said, I think it's basically inevitable that we're going to run into Colorado at some point. Um, just hopefully we can destroy them. <laughs> and uh, that's probably the only time that I'll be rooting against Dion. And just, you know, for me, I'm going to tread lightly with the national championship talk. Because, I mean, I just think having the players and having the will to do it is two different things. Like, I think I think this team, in some respects, at certain positions, might be a little bit better than the 2013 team. Um, but the 2013 team was a better team because they came up together. They didn't, it wasn't transfer portal pieces put together. You never know how a team is going to um, uh, become a cohesive unit just by, you know, putting a bunch of guys together. So, you know, I think they're going to be good. But it's it's one guy can, can, can mess up the offense. One guy can mess up the defense. You know, if all those guys are not, following their responsibilities, you know, it, it could be, it could very easily be a six and six season. So, um, you know, it doesn't help that you start out with LSU, but it is what it is. So on paper, we look like a national championship team, but as we know, games are not won on paper. Um, kudos to Mike Norvell for putting this team together. Um, I think it's going to be very good. I think he's addressed every position except for safety. Um, you know, when you get into that cover three and Akeem Dent has to play the deep ball, you know, last season he didn't show a um, – he didn't show that he was a dependable – free safety in terms of playing the deep ball. Um, you know, Oklahoma went downtown a couple of times, if I remember correctly. Um, so that's the only, I think, corner you're solid. I think every loss that you had, you've addressed. So, I mean, realistically, I'm going to say 10-2. and two. I think you improved by one more game. Um, you know, to me, beating Clemson would be the equivalent of winning the national championship just because they've had our number for the last seven, eight years. Um, that's the biggest game to me. You know, I, I would, I would actually, I would actually be happy with that 10 and two, a win over Clemson and, yeah, I would still say we're moving in the right direction. Um, I say large in part why the program is moving forward is just the coach. Um, the school is behind the coach. The, um, the boosters are behind the coach. They're giving him what he needs. And when you have that, you're, you're, 
you know, success, you have to be successful. Um, I think if the starting wide receivers are Coleman and Wilson, I just think it's going to be crazy. Because if you double Wilson, you got another guy that's 6'4", that can, that's acrobatic and can make plays. Okay, if you, whatever, if you double Wilson and put your best corner on Coleman, then you got Bell running down the middle. Okay, then you got Benson. And then you got uh, Jordan Travis that can take off and run. So, I mean, it's, it's the offense is going to be crazy. You know, the offense is really going to depend on Jordan Travis. And the offense, real, real, not really Jordan Travis, mostly the offensive line. If the offensive line can just come in and do what they did last season, I, I think, you know, you're going to be looking at one of the best offenses in Florida State history. I think the whole ranking system, as far as teams, coaches, players in the preseason, I mean, it's just to draw attention. It's hype. I really don't put a lot of stock in it. I feel like Florida State is going to be one of the the best teams in the country, just just on paper. We we don't know how these things are going to play out once you get on the field. Um, so I, I, I don't get too hype in the preseason. Like I said many times on this podcast, I evaluate what I see on the field. Because you can, you can go get an all-world talent in high school, and when he gets to college, he could just be another guy. Um, it's it's all about the product when it gets on the field. Um, but on paper, I think, I think we got at least 10 wins. Just looking at it on paper. Now, I don't really look at other teams other than Florida State, except, you know, our opponents, and that's the week of the game. I'll look at the other team and say, hey, they do this well, they do that well. We got to look out for this or that. But as far as studying other teams in the offseason, I really don't do that. So the opener is LSU. We know they've got a very good quarterback. We know um, LSU is always going to have athletic players. We know that their coach is a good coach. We know that he can recruit very well. We know that LSU has tons of money and resources to do things to make their program great. So, that's what we have to contend with. I don't think Florida State is on that level. I think we've done a tremendous job of putting together a very good team, but we don't know how that's going to translate to on the field because you're bringing a whole bunch of different personalities together for the first time, and we don't know how that's going to play out. All it takes is for one bad apple in the locker room to, to mess up a team. That's all it takes. Um, I don't think Florida State has that problem, but you never know. Um, I'm, I'm predicting at least 10 wins, like I said earlier. I think we got at least 10 wins. I think Clemson... And LSU present the most problems. I don't think Miami is there yet. I don't think Florida is there yet. But I slowly but surely, Miami, 
and Florida will get there. You can you can rest assured on that. You you can't you you have to be a really bad recruiter. You have to be a really bad coach not to win at those programs. And so much talent has left South Florida for Georgia, Alabama, just those two schools alone. I mean, they've pretty much got a pipeline to South Florida. And it, it, the coach that they have is a great recruiter, but I don't know if he can cut off those those uh, those pipelines because they've been going for so long, at least 10-plus years now if for Alabama. For Georgia, it's probably been the last five years since Kirby Smart got there. Um, but if they can go in and get, if if the Hurricanes can somehow put a block on that pipeline, I think you can see a resurgence of the Hurricanes. But, and I think for for Florida State to be a national factor again, they have to get into South Florida like we used to. You know, we could go down to South Florida and get whoever we wanted at one point like Georgia and Alabama's doing, but um, I really don't buy into the preseason hype. I got to see what's on the field. The last um, video, podcast, whatever you want to call it, I did. Um, You know, some people send me emails and um, one of the uh, emails said, you know, are you are you going to talk about Colorado or Florida State? Well, I'm going to talk about both. I mean, you've got the greatest player in Florida State history coaching that team. So I think it's just natural, you know, if you're trying to cover all things Florida State football, you know, and I don't cover every single little thing, but I think Dion is worth talking about. Um, you know, I'm going to talk about it. You know, Dion's my favorite player. I started watching Florida State because of Dion. You know, I've said I said that from the very beginning. You know, I'm not going to make any bones about that. Um, so, you know, I I appreciate all the people who listen. I appreciate the 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 amount of people that have subscribed to the YouTube channel, that subscribed to the podcast. Um. You know, this is a hobby. I'm not trying to become a YouTube star or podcast sensation, vice versa. It's just a hobby. It's an outlet. It's a a way to um, just, you know, have something fun to do. I, I, you know, I work a lot and, uh, you know, I think you got to have some kind of balance in life. So, um. You know, what can I say, man? I recently watched a speech that Dion gave to his team. And, you know, it, 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 I think I think he's destined to be a championship coach. I, I just see that. Um, I don't think it's going to be this year because he has a very hard schedule. With that schedule that he has and with a brand new team, pretty much, I'm thinking six and six. I mean, just being realistic, I think 
he's naturally created a rivalry rivalry with Florida State. And, you know, hopefully we can see him this year. I, I would love to see that game. I would love to see Colorado go, uh, you know, undefeated 10 and 11 and 1, 10 and 2, and we get to play them. You know, that would be must see TV. Um, but I don't think that's going to happen. I think 6 and 6. If they can go from one win to six wins, I think that would be a humongous jump. But it's it's kind of hard to get all those moving pieces. It, I mean, it would be the greatest turnaround in, in football, college football history, in my opinion. If this team doesn't meet your expectation, and when I say your, I mean fans, including me, I don't think, you know, we should pile on these guys. I mean, you got to remember where we can't, where we're coming from, how dormant the uh, program has been for the last six, seven years. Um, so just to get to be able to get the caliber of player that we're getting now in the portal and recruiting, and you know, you can't just instantly say, okay, national championship, ACC championship. You got to go out on the field and earn it and win it. And uh, I think these guys are capable of being special. You know, I see things on social media about Jordan Travis being the on the Mount Rushmore of quarterbacks. I don't think he's there yet. I mean, he's had one really good season. Okay, you know. I say have a really great season. I don't really measure the 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 all-time greats by awards. I measure them by wins. You know, did they make the team better? You know, that's how I measure those guys. So I think, you know, this season is going to be very good to great. Um, it, it could possibly end in an ACC championship or – a playoff appearance, I mean, we're going to have to see. Uh, but the talent is there, the coaching is there, and I think the willingness to win is there. So um, hopefully we'll be on the uh, better side of, you know, this season. Uh, with that being said, that concludes this episode. I hope you enjoyed it. Um, it's available on YouTube. It's available on all podcast platforms. And as always... Go nose.